Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jalen is a premier player. Jalen Johnson. Johnson knocked it out. Jalen Johnson with the Charles Tillman style peanut punch. He's definitely balling, man. Starting cornerback for your Chicago Bears. We be busting him. Takes you inside the locker room after every Bears game. Broken up by Jalen Johnson over the middle. And Johnson is having a day at cornerback. You don't hear Jalen Johnson's name mentioned with the best corners in football, but there are a lot of reasons to think that you should. And today's another example of that. Jalen Johnson with Parkinson Spiegel yeah, they're, on they're. 670 The Score. We are pleased to be joined by Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson. I've enjoyed these conversations all year long. And Jalen joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas, some of the world's largest sports book. The man is on injured reserve. I'm told the man is headed to the Bulls game. Are you in transit right now, Jalen? And thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? You are on your way to the game. Uh, Having a little trouble with the, the audio the phone, the phone, The phone connection, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's studs will pick it up and try to work on it with him and we'll, we'll see what's going on there. Yeah. The man is on his way to the bulls. Game. I want to know where he's sitting speaks. Like, is he 100 level guy? Is he behind the, the team's kind of guy? Or is he in the box? Like in a suite? Kind of guy? Uh, that, the, he, he, if he, you were to take a guess, what would you say? You know him. It's a great you know question. Him well. It's a great question. I'm going to go hundred level. I'm going to, I'm going to go 100 level. Um, you know, maybe about 15, 20 rows back. Yeah. Something, something like Center that. court. You think so? Uh, let's give it a shot. Jalen, let's try again with the connection, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Can you hear me better? Oh, much better. Thank you so much. You're the best, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, so you're headed down to the Bulls. Where are you sitting? We were trying to figure out how good the seats are for Jalen Johnson. You deserve good seats, young man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be – I'm not quite sure either on the floor or a few rows up from the floor, but I should be pretty close by the Rockets bench. Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Did you know somebody on the Rockets? Is that how this happened? Uh, I mean, I would say my attendance, yeah, because Jalen Green, we grew up in the same city. He's like my my little bro from back in, in Cali. So, I mean, I'm definitely um, good friends with him. So, I mean, I'm going. that's why I'm going to this specific game to watch him for the first time live in the NBA. But, um, no, I'm going with my brother and a few friends as well. Should be a good game. It's going to be a high-scoring one. Jalen, what's up, man? Uh, obviously, these are things that you should be thinking about when you're on the IR, right? Kind of resting the brain a little bit. Well, what are some other things you feel like you've been doing, obviously, since you're not necessarily on the practice field? Uh, what, are, what are some things you're doing to keep the mind busy? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I haven't done anything. This is probably the first thing I've done non-football related. 
But I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm still in in a sense kind of in season mode. Like I wasn't expecting to to be done, um, kind of how I was in the timing and how it all happened. So I mean, I'm really still trying to transition my mind. I mean, it's I mean, I am on IR, or whatever, and can play, but it's like one of those things too where I still want to be around, still want to have my head in the right spot to be able to support the guys best way I can until the season's over with. So I mean, I feel like I still owe them that much, and I'm not completely checked out um, yet. So, I mean, definitely physically, I mean, of course I know, um, but mentally I'm not, I'm not checked out yet. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, you have talked to us all year. We've learned how much you love to watch the film and dissect it and advance a team and all that. So, of course, you're still in it. It, it, it must have been – what was that like for you? Because you told us last week that there was a lot. Like there was a finger. I saw it written about as like a broken bone in the hand. And then there's the abdominal yeah. There's the abdominal. Like, it was. Is it? Is it just a lot that ended up piling up that led to this, Jalen? Um, I think it was just more so the the bone and kind of just wanting to not make that any worse than it, than it is right now because I feel like I'm trying to stay away from surgery best best I can. Um, and if I can let it heal, then that's really my biggest thing. I feel like the abdominal, I can, I, I would get over, and everything else after that is kind of able to work through. But I feel like with something like that, I'd rather not risk further damage and have to eventually I feel like suffer the consequences of prolonging my off season and even the consequences that may come with the reconstruction of that bone and that finger and whether it's stiffness or whatever it may be. So definitely just trying to take the right precaution, make sure that my body is all healed up um, moving forward. Did you, uh, did you fight the idea of injured reserve guys want to play? You probably wanted to play on some level. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say fight, that idea i mean that's kind of more so something above me so i mean i was just mm-hmm. accepting of it but more so just talking through what's the best options and i feel like this was the best option for my body and my career and the team and stuff like that moving forward nfl and I, guys got jacked up fingers speak so it's like do. you know he yeah. got a jacked up finger whatever is this part of the part of the game last thing you want to do like you said is deal with surgery you don't want to deal with that, the reconstruction of it, keep you out longer. You want to keep the mind no, right. You know, I get it, be but there. I, we know Jalen. He was, he was looking forward to trying to lock down Stephon Diggs and Amon Ross St. Brown and Justin Jefferson. Like you, I, I, was, I was hoping you were going to get the chance to travel side to side, Jalen, with those guys. Maybe next year. No, 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 maybe. I know I'm going to get two of them for sure. They're in my division. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm de- Justin's not going nowhere. They'll definitely keep him around Minnesota for a very, very long time if they're as smart as I think they are. Um, I'm, I'm in Raw. He's one of those up-and-coming wide receivers as well, and he's big for their offense. So, he's definitely not going nowhere. And I don't plan on going anywhere either. So, I mean, I'll definitely have my fair share of matchups with, with those guys. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like it's more so about just being being smarter and not just – going out worrying about just those those matchups and things like that and of course everybody knows how I feel feel about those but at some point it got to be bigger than just wanting to go out there and match up against everybody understood understood Kyler Gordon got a chance to play outside a lot and looked good thought Kyler had a good game what did you see uh, in his progress um I definitely seen I know he made some very good intercept uh, that very good interception on the ball just going through his zone progressions and things like that. It definitely that was a definitely definitely a great play by him. Um but I mean definitely for me like seeing understanding that position and understanding him and his him as a player, you can I was able to tell there was a slight difference in some of his hmm. I just want to say some of his mannerisms being in uh, outside versus inside. I feel like he's gotten a lot of reps and got very comfortable inside and kind of angles and things like that are a lot different from the inside and outside just that he had to get 
adjusted to um, during the game. But, I mean, overall, I feel like he did really well um, making some plays on the ball. I know he had a good play on Stephon Diggs early in the game. That was a good stop as well. I mentioned the interceptions. I mean, he definitely is always going to make some plays and things like that when that, when the ball is um, in the air and he has a chance to make a play on it. I definitely think that he has a good knack for the ball. But definitely for, for me, having a true eye for it, there was – definitely some things he had to get adjusted to that I was able to see. Yeah, and you also saw some things, though. I mean, you mentioned things that he did differently, Jalen, but he said, he did some things that were kind of mirrored what you were doing. Like, if you were watching against A.J. Brown, he saw you low, man up. Like you said, if you're going to play somebody, you in particular, you want to play them up close in, in the chest, get physical. And you kind of saw Kyler do, doing that as well, where he wasn't shying away from playing a guy up close and up tight. Oh, no, right, right, right. I mean, I feel like for, for him and just us as DBs, I mean, we we're all going to get up in everybody's face. I mean, Jalen Jones, he, he was pressing a lot almost every rep. So, I mean, definitely just us as, as DB is one of the biggest things that we want to emphasize is getting up and challenging guys. And I feel like whether I'm on the field or not, I feel like that's something that the DBs are always going to put on display is, is going up and challenging guys and trying to compete for the ball every time the ball's in the air. That's, that's, I'm, I'm still sitting here thinking about the difference between slot defense as a corner and playing outside because uh, so so that's that's great so you spot that stuff um it, it have you then will you talk to kyler about it is that stuff that'll come up in, in in conversation that you can help with a little bit um i feel like for me it's more so like in game and then kind of just going through practice and things like that but i find honestly that's a that's a hard transition just to just go in and and play and it's not too many things that you can tell him that I feel like he can just apply in the game. I feel like there's a level of coaching or a level of help that you can only give him in that in that moment because it's not like you can try things out and see and test. Like, no, nah, this is the game. Like, you just got to go out and play best way you know how. But I feel like more so for moving forward in practice or preparing for the game, I feel like it will be a lot easier to try to give him some pointers or give him some things. But, I mean, ultimately it's what he's feel comfortable with, some things that I may see or be able to feel he won't be able to see or feel and the things that – he can do, I may not be able to do. So, I mean, it kind of just always varies based on the player, based on the game, based on who the matchup is and things like that. So, I mean, I feel like it's just about kind of finding that happy medium of kind of learning and getting used to it. And then also that and they just going and trusting him, trusting himself and going out there and playing ball. We're talking to Jalen Johnson right here on 670, the score, Matt Spiegel, Gabe Ramirez, filling in for Parkins. Jalen, I, I mean – Obviously, you're you're a student of the game. You take it seriously. You see it. You see it when you're talking to these other guys, like you mentioned during during the games. But there there has to be a corner that's opposite you, right? Whether it's the, the, obviously next year when you're coming in, like what's an ideal skill set for you, right? Like let's say if you're like, all right, the guy that I want next to me playing on the other side, I want him to have this. What 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 is that for you, Jalen Johnson? A skill set. So you're taking the mental part out of it. Oh, well, I mean, you know what? No, I'm not. I, I, I want, this one is this supposed to be a well-rounded question. So, yeah, tell me what you what you feel like is the ideal cornerback that should be playing opposite you, mental and physically. Uh, honestly, physically, I don't really, I don't really have one. I mean, I feel like for me, I wouldn't want somebody who does. I mean, I wouldn't say one, but I feel like there's. I mean, oh, that's tough physically. Because I mean, I feel like for me, like I feel like I'm well-rounded, but I feel like my bread and butter is going up and and challenge the people at the line of scrimmage. I can definitely play off and things like that and, and cover things from, from off coverage, but I feel like my bread and butter is that. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that I want somebody to do what I do, and then I wouldn't say I want somebody who just plays off, man, all, all game. Like, eventually, at some point, you got a challenge. But, I mean, honestly, physically, I really don't have 
anything for you. I feel like for me, I would just want a student at the game and somebody that I feel like just has that mentality that they're the best on the field and that they're always going to compete for the ball no matter if they're off, zone, man, whatever it is, just always want to compete and take pride in playing the position. I feel like a lot of times when I see and watch corners just throughout the league, I feel like there's not a pr enough pride being taken in stopping somebody from catching the ball. I don't think it's enough pride when somebody does catch the ball. If they're just, oh, it's okay. Like, nah, like, I get, like, there's a certain feeling that you have to get when somebody catches the ball. There's a play that's made on you. Of course, you have a short-term memory loss, but for me, I feel like there's always a standard. I feel like for those high-level DBs, there's a standard for yourself. There's a standard for the guy you're going across. Like, you're not just letting him come in here and do whatever he wants. So I feel like as a and not even as a rookie, just whoever coming in, definitely I feel like I don't want them to have that same pride and that same energy going up on the opposite side and being able to have that confidence to lock that dude down. Love that answer, right? Because it's about the character and the drive and the pride and everything like that. I get where Gabe's coming from in the skill set because, Jalen, I've been thinking about it since the Eagles game and our conversations about you getting up on A.J. Brown and then other guys, whether it hell, I watched Jair Alexander have another pick the other <laughs> night. You know, the other day, and I'm like, hey, I know what that dude's doing. He's playing off. He's got that thing where he likes to play off and, uh, and, and then make the move. And not even about him specifically, but, like, for, for you, you would want a corner who can do either. Like, you could do either, right? And maybe you'd mix it up from seems play like he, to play. Seems like he just wants a killer on the other side. That has the killer mentality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that guy that can match his, his kill, killer mentality as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, and, and like I said, everybody has their own strong suits physically, things that they can do well, things that they're confident in and things like that. So, I mean, I feel like even just going back and kind of watching how other corners played them, I mean, maybe like Trayvon Diggs, he plays the Eagles twice a year, he play A.J. Brown, or they played him twice a year. And it's like he's just going to play off. Like he, That's just what he does. He's going to try to always find the ball and see the ball and things like that. And I mean, even Jair, I don't know if you heard his funny little – after the game press conference and to rekill it was like oh i'm gonna back up like this dude's fast like that's just what how he plays the game like he just i feel like feels more comfortable i feel like he can play the ball being off and i feel like at the end of the day too good things happen i feel like sometimes when you're just playing off like it did for for him the ball sailed and the ball went over his head so i mean just i feel like it just gives people or people feel like they're given more of an opportunity to make plays on the bar to see the ball when they're off but i mean for me i don't have a preference what my partner does on on the other side, I feel like for me it's more so of a mentality. I feel like I want to go out every game and know that he's going to come with the same energy I'm coming, whether he's off the ball, whether he's on the ball, just in the, the day he's doing whatever he's doing with confidence and that he's gonna he's gonna win the rep. All right, so we got two undrafted rookies playing back there at corner. Tell us something. You got a good scouting eye. You got a good mind for for cornerback play. Tell us something that you like about either Josh Blackwell, who's playing a lot in the slot, or Jalen Jones, who's playing a lot more than expected. Something that one of those guys is doing that you like as a as a lover of the cornerback position, Jalen. Uh, for me, I think Josh. He I'm start with him. Kind of watching him grow and kind of playing alongside him and seeing him play for the first time, not being on the field. I definitely feel like he has a lot of a lot of confidence in himself. I feel like even when there may be times where people have some question marks around him of what he can do, I feel like in that moment when he gets in there, I feel like he kind of just lets loose and he plays. Now, there are some things, of course, that he can learn from the mental aspect of it, but I feel like physically he always goes out there and competes. He's confident in himself. He's going to get up. He's going to challenge. He's going to do, do what he thinks is best, and I feel like he definitely trusts himself. So, I mean, for me, I definitely respect and, and love playing – 
alongside of alongside of him. And I feel like I see no I see no fear in his eyes when I when I played alongside him, especially in that Packers game and going against Cobb and Rodgers and all that. I didn't see any fear in his eyes. I didn't see any fear in Jalen Jones' eyes. So even after that game, I told him, hey, I got a lot of respect for y'all because, I mean, when, of course, when we are in earlier in the season when Jalen Jones had played and things like that, I wasn't I wasn't playing. So, I mean, really getting to play alongside him and the young guys like that who come in and don't have that much respect, don't have that much confidence really in them, I thought they really came and stepped up. And I feel like as far as Jalen Jones, I feel like I like his willingness really to, to get better. I feel like he – is one of those guys who kind of asked me the most questions and he's kind of just always trying to pick my brain and see where I'm at. And I can definitely see his growth physically and mentally in terms of what he sees, his positioning and things like that. Just always wanted to get better and always trying to find a small nugget. I feel like from either the offense or just from what I've seen, just that willingness to want to be better and to kind of have a certain standard of his performance. I feel like he always is hard on himself. He wants to do things the right way. Um, so I feel like those those guys are somebody that I can definitely play with any any day of the week. Love it, love it. Jalen Johnson joining us here on the Parkins and Spiegel Show on six seventy. The score. Merry Christmas to you. Hope it was great Christmas. Did you cook? No, 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 no. I didn't cook today. I was I was strictly <laughs> strictly on daddy duties. Oh, that's nice. Oh, so she's here. She. Oh yeah, she came. I was I was able to wake up and have her get her dressed and things like that, and have her open up her gifts and just spend some. Good quality, relaxing time on, on Christmas with, with my baby girl. That's cute, man. I got two daughters of my own. One's two and a half. One's one and a half. And it's it's a lot. Oh, so. I got you beat. <laughs> you got me beat? Well, yeah. Well, she's three. Oh. In, in, okay. terms, of, okay. in terms of age. I know. Trust me. I'm trying to get to that stage, Jalen, where I can sleep a little bit, kind of have <laughs> them do their own thing while I'm in the kitchen, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, but Jalen, you're, you're, you're 23. I mean, did you get anything good for Christmas? Nah, I got a breath of fresh air. I got the opportunity to wake up and spend it, spend time with my daughter. Bruh, I haven't got. You didn't even I'm, give. I'm hoping my gifts come a little I later. I was gonna say you didn't even give didn't give nobody some money. Today. You didn't even give nobody some money so they can get you something really something really nice. That's how it works no, no, sometimes. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe it'll come later. I mean, I'm not big on the timing and opening up the gifts. Okay. I mean, maybe it will come eventually. I'm sure it will come of it come eventually. Okay, well, what what about what about the the teammates? And did you guys exchange gifts at all? Is some, that's something you guys were doing? Oh yeah, we did. A, uh, I think it's called a white elephant, where like everybody brings a gift and you can can steal it. I think that's white elephant, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. We did one today. We did one today. We had some. We had some good items. I, what did I walk away with? I walked. Away, it was crazy because I had a lot of stuff, but I ended up walking away with a wallet. They're <laughs> um, just like a Louis V wallet. Oh damn! But okay, okay. I stopped no, no, laughing. No, I mean, it wasn't just no a regular wallet. But, <laughs> um, but like, it was, like we had, we had, we had a cool, we had a few things. We had, um, we had a Dior jacket that was in there. We had, it was one bag that had all types of stuff in it. It was like a was it a Burberry sweater, some cologne, some watch. So wait, what did you wait wait wait, Jalen? Because you had to get something too. What did you contribute to the White Elephant gift exchange? I got I got two things because I couldn't find what exactly I wanted, but I ended up getting just like an Apple Watch and then some of the like the newer AirPods. Oh yeah, very nice, very nice. I, ne- a- I need um, to get I need to get into the Jalen Johnson White Elephant. Thing my, <laughs> no, 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 no. We got a couple my, talk mine shows. Was, mine was mediocre. Mine was just in the middle. We had some people who brought like some. Uh, I think what was it called? What was, I forget. But those old school like games. I don't want to say. Uh, like, like some soccer games. Like oh. Yeah, like one of those. It was like two little, not too little, but 
two bike boxes of just like man cave type games or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody brought somebody brought some Apple AirPod. I mean, those Apple headphones, those AirPod headphones. Yeah. Somebody brought a few people brought. Uh, somebody got a Dior necklace. Somebody got yeah. So I mean, we had a, we had a okay. few good things. You guys but were I, you guys I initially decent. started off with a designer backpack. I forget which one, but I had a backpack. And then I ended up trading the backpack with DHC. And DHC ended up trading great. with one of the coaches. <laughs> so then I ended up trading Kyler. So then I ended up getting some glasses. I think it was like some Louis V glasses I had. And then Kyler wanted to trade the glasses for the wallet. So then I ended up trading the glasses for the wallet. And that's how I ended up with the wallet. So oh, I, I, a lot of gears ran through my yeah, hands. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff. It can get ruthless. The white elephants can get ruthless at that point. It's just like oh, yeah. it's the luck of the draw. Getting a little bit later. At least nobody. At least nobody brought a gift card. Oh no no no! We're not doing that. Somebody brought just like a thousand dollars cash. (laughs) Why didn't Jalen? Why didn't you mention that first? That should have been. I guess. I mean, because the minimum was a thousand dollars. Oh, so I mean, whether it came with a thousand dollars cash or whether you bought a gift or gifts up to a thousand dollars, but that was that was the minimum. Man, and and the coaches were involved. That's that's. that's, Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. uh, That's kind of nice. Um, all right, man. Enjoy the basketball game. Uh, you know, it's like those guys have it easy, really. I mean, Stop they, it. <laughs> they don't they don't get their ass kicked like football players do. Broken fingers. <laughs> yeah, Jane they... Green has had some broken fingers on a rim when he's dunked a couple times. I'm sure. <laughs> right. It's like they're they're not out there getting blasted in the abdomen like you are, Jalen Johnson, on the weekly basis. Oh, no, they definitely play a lot more games, though. I know that. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, all right, man. Thanks. This season is a lot longer. Yeah, it is. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you listeners. Love hearing from you, as always. And uh, enjoy the basketball game and, and keep being that uh, that active teammate you're doing, watching the film and breaking everything down and, and staying present. That's a good mindset, man. Oh, yes, sir. I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. You too. That's Jalen Johnson all right. right here on 670 The Score. Where do you think he ranks in terms of – Best basketball players on the Bears. I was going to ask him that, but I didn't want to put him in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Is he a hooper? Do you like? Is that? Is that? Have you guys? Just, I know he mentioned that he played different sports. Yeah, right? I, don't think, I, think, I think we've talked about it because I heard about like how good he was in like Pop Warner. Now, heard him having that conversation oh, with you guys. Yes, Pop Warner killer. Yeah, like a fifty-six <laughs> touchdown <laughs> yeah, 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 running yeah. back. Every time he touched it, Jalen's so just he's gone. Hoop, he's hooping a little bit. Man. Got it. Got to hoop a little bit. I enjoy that dude's makeup so much. Right. It's it's, 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 it's and I know I, I said this in passing, but it is without question like appointment setting radio when Jalen Johnson is on the score with you guys. It is really, really riveting stuff. It's really awesome because he's just so cool. It's like he's not giving you like the fluff answers. He's giving he's giving you know he's giving you real answers, yeah. and he's one of the better players. That's so like. It's, you gotta listen to this stuff. He wants to talk about it. Yeah. He wants to break it down. I love that description of Josh Blackwell because they might have found somebody here. You know, like I said, anybody that has a handshake, you know, what I'm saying after a good play, then yeah. you know they're good. They're swaggy, so that's why you like him. Six seventy, <laughs> the score is where you are. It is Matt Spiegel and Gabe Ramirez on Parkins and Spiegel here on the score. Um, boy, uh, somebody joined a very small and exclusive club that um, he is none too happy to join. We'll explain next on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Matt Spiegel got on with some takes that were pure gold. A little too much Parkinson. Afternoons on the score. One knee, and that's it. The coaches will shake hands in the middle of the field. But the Rams destroy the Denver Broncos 51-14. to So now the fifth win of the season for the Los Angeles Rams. Meanwhile, the 11th loss for the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are terrible. They have an absolute disaster on their hands, having traded so much draft capital, and then paid Russell Wilson, who in year one does not look like vintage top of the league Russell Wilson by any stretch of the imagination. It's hard for me to believe that he's just cooked. It's hard for me to watch and and believe that he's just cooked. 15 for 27, three interceptions, six sacks. And then you were talking about how he wasn't helped up. Uh, at one point, yeah, that's when uh, that's when Brett Rippon came over to the offensive line and said, "Pick up Russell when he's getting when he's knocked on the ground." And then their offensive lineman was just going back and forth. They were chirping. He's like, "Do something about it, Brett. I'm not picking up Russell Wilson, man, <laughs> like, dude. I get it. You're you're paid all this money. You're you're throwing 15 for 27 for three picks. Yeah, you're trying to do your best. And then you just mentioned like." The makeup of the Broncos. When you look, even when you're just looking at their running backs. First of all, they they cut uh, Melvin Gordon, and then if you add into like the old man running back carousel, Latavius Murray, Chase Edmonds, and Marlon Mack. I mean, geez, yeah, just, dude, that's bad. Bad. that's really bad. It's it, and it's too bad because there, there's a lot of talent there on the defense. There's talent in the wide receivers with Jerry, Jerry Judy, Judy and Corlin Sutton are very good. Yeah, 
Well, and we'll see it, if if the Broncos have to, you know, try to reshuffle things somehow. I wonder if Jerry Judy's going to end up on the trading block. A guy who, uh, you know, they're going to have to make a decision to pay. He's in the same position as T. Higgins in Cincinnati in terms of impossible in, impending contract situation. Hey, Bears take either of those guys. Right. Uh, and that's it's conceivable that those those guys uh, do end up on the trade block. It would cost a lot in terms of capital and money, but it certainly would be something to think about. But Nathaniel Hackett's been fired. If people don't know, they fired the coach. This is the son of Paul Hackett, who um, who they hired because – they wanted to get Russell Wilson there. That, that, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers there. They hired Nathaniel Hackett because they wanted to get Aaron Rodgers there. There's incredible quotes from like a couple years ago, Aaron Rodgers talking a long time about Nathaniel Hackett and what he means to him and everything like that. He was hired as, as a lore for Aaron Rodgers. And then when they didn't get him, they've, they allowed him to continue to be the coach, obviously, and they've realized it's an absolute freaking disaster. And there are now five coaches who have failed to finish their first seasons on the job in the history of the NFL since the merger in 1970. That's insane. It's only been five times that a coach has been hired and did not survive year one. Anybody got one? Studs? Gabe? I'm looking for an NFL coach who has, was hired and fired before he finished the first season. I couldn't even give you. Or one. didn't wouldn't even last. One, wasn't there one last year? Uh, Urban Meyer. Yes. Thank oh, you. Urban Meyer. Okay. That's that's how big of a disaster it has to be. <laughs> Urban Meyer. Um, this guy wasn't fired, but he bailed to go coach at college once he realized he had no business in the NFL. And that's Bobby Petrino of the Falcons back in 2007. Oh, Remember wow. that? He went. To, was it to Arkansas? So fast. Went from Louisville to the Falcons and then bailed and went to Arkansas. These grown men aren't listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is not fun. This is not fun. I like I like when I can like bully guys yeah. and then go play golf. Yeah. What a terrible mistake I, I made. I offered this guy 10 grand. He said yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody named Pete McCulley of the 49ers in 1978, and okay. then Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz of the Jets in 1976. Was it like a comeback round, or was it like his first go-round? Yeah, no, I think he was, he was a, a college guy getting a shot, Same and it did, did not go well uh, for Lou Holtz. So, yeah. There's... The, the Russell Wilson thing uh, burns speaks, especially because uh, Dan Durkin just put up a, a tweet about uh, from the Dan Patrick show back in March of 21. Hmm. The haul that the Bears were going to give up for Russell Wilson, oh three first-round picks, a third-rounder, and two starters who shall not be named. That would have been that would have been something right there. Could you like? Do you think Russell Wilson would have played differently had he been playing for the Bears? I, I mean, my God! So th- this is when this is this was in, in this, the off season. Yeah, March. Uh, Dan Patrick tweeted this out March of twenty twenty one. March twenty twenty one. Yeah. All oh, right. So that that's during that's when Ryan Pace had the little dalliance yes. at the Senior Bowl, and everyone thought, yeah. that it was a possibility, right? And 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 uh, Ryan Pace and John Schneider, the Seattle GM, had their little conversation at the Senior Bowl that Schneider outed, and he yes. said, "Oh, I can't get Russell Wilson. I guess I got to settle for Justin Fields. <laughs> I got to settle one of these three draft picks. Thank I was going to trade you. Thank I, God. That would have been Justin Fields uh, right there. Speaking of Justin Fields, um, he's going to play in these last two games. More on that before we get out of here on six seventy. The score, but highlight of the day of the Bears game on Saturday was the throw to Vellis Jones offensively. Right, I mean, okay. like th- there was there was a good first drive for Justin Fields, yeah. and then it was pretty terrible after that. There were only, Agreed. I think, two first downs in the second half. Oh man, yeah, um, and uh, just just five total first downs, 
after that first drive from the Bears, and some of those were by Nathan Peterman uh, at the end. That's tough. Yeah, that's as tough. But that that play to Vellis was good because it was a deep ball, and he took a chance, and Vellis made the adjustment and went and made the catch. Um, a couple of weeks ago. Against the Eagles, there was a deep ball that Vellis seemed to either lose or did not bother to like make an adjustment. Do you remember the play I'm talking about? Yeah, it was in the end zone. Didn't go get it. Yeah. yeah, didn't 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 make any real effort to go get it. Maybe just didn't have the awareness or something. So Vellis did make the adjustment here. Here's Justin Fields talking about that play with Vellis Jones, talking about it after the game. The the, the bomb to Vellis Jones Jr. How what, what was going on on that play? Yeah, uh, quarters coverage. Um, that corner fell off. But um, you know, Vales, is his speed is you know he's 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 very fast. So of course he was able to run away from that safety and uh, just put it to the right. And I, I to be honest, I didn't think he was going to going to make it there. But I mean, he made a hell of a catch. And um, you know, uh, that's a great catch. And you know, the line held up well that play. So it was a well executed play. And I know he's loaded with confidence. But was that an important play for him? It was. I think it was. I mean, I mean, anytime you can get those explosive, anytime you can. You know, build a guy's confidence, especially him being a rookie. Um, I think it's, you know, that, 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 that play's going to, you know, carry him a long way for sure. What stood out um, to you, Adam Stadzinski, our producer, what's, what stood out to you about that? The, the idea that Vellis, he didn't think Vellis was going to be able to get there? Yes. Yeah. I thought that that was really interesting because it, I don't know if it, maybe he thought when he threw it up there that the, the wind was taking it, but he making it sound like when he threw it up there, he wasn't sure that Vales was going to get under it. So it's almost like he was surprised by how fast he was. Well, you know, and if you're making a choice to throw the ball deep and like put it in an area, I mean, we've, we saw Pat Mahomes do this with Tyreek Hill a million times, just throw it up out there and let Tyreek go adjust and go get it. And so having the trust and the faith in your wide receiver to do that has been a difficult thing for Justin to find with a lot of guys this yeah, year. Yeah, because Speaks and Studs, I mean, we, we, operate under the assumption that wide receivers are at full speed when they're running routes. And that's just not the reality of it. They're running at a speed that is fast, but they're, oh, there's always that extra level. They can they can move the legs a little bit faster to get to a space. Mm. And we see that with guys like Tyreek Hill. You see it a lot of times on bombs that are over. You, know, you think guys are not even going to be able to get there, and then they create this separation with this speed. And you saw that from Valus Jones, and that – is the part that people can look at. And and you see a lot of Avalis supporters say, hey, man, th- th- guys, do you see it now? He has the speed. He has. And he looks like a little truck. So it's like you got a stocky guy that's super fast. You see him on punt returns. And, again, he, he looks good, but, you know, can he do it consistently is going to be the big question for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many patterns they trust him to run. I don't know how many how many routes he has shown the ability to understand and execute well, because that's obviously been a topic of conversation. He wasn't much of a true wide receiver at Tennessee. You didn't see him doing any jet sweeps. That's what I really thought they were going to continue to kind of have feed him in that space, you know, like mm-hmm. get him the ball, let him operate in space. But he's not. he doesn't catch me as a guy that's going to juke out. Like, you know, he's not hitting the juke stick in Madden, and he's not like, separating from guys that way. And that's what you need. Like where you, where you look at Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is going to juke you out of your shoes and run by you. Where Justin Fields is simply going to just run by you or through you. And I think Valus Jones is that same kind of guy that he is going. He can run past you, but he's not going to. Yeah. You know that that noise is not going to happen in the game. You know something? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what is what is that noise? What are you doing? You don't play basketball, no studs. That's 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 when you the you know the shoes. sneakers on the okay. No, that's like you do that when you're about to go past somebody. Oh, hit you with a move. 
Must be a CPS playground thing I was doing back in the day. It's not a. I don't think I. I don't Ruben, think I Ruben's a CPS yeah, kid. Ruben's a CPS kid. He, he might know about Ruben that. Ruben knows what I'm talking about when he's playing flag. When he's playing football, yeah, look, he say yeah. Yeah. He's not in his head over here. He's not in his head. That's all you want. Some confirmation right there. Shout out Ruben one time. Uh, but you do want more from Velas, and hopefully the Bears can get that, especially these last couple of weeks. You talk, you said it best, Speaks. We've, it's met, brought it up a couple of times. Was there even a number three receiver out there for Justin Fields on Saturday? And these last two weeks allows for someone to step up into that place. Mm. Well, we'll see who it's going to be. A little more on that play. Here's Justin Fields talking about where that play came from and how far back it goes in this particular season. What came together on the 44 yards of Bayless? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a training camp play. You know, Bayless, he's, he's fast, and, you know, I'm, finally, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he finally got to use his speed. So, of course, I just saw that safety attached, and the corner tried to fall off. So just kind of put it outside, and, um, I mean, he did a great job going to get that ball. So, of course, it was a great catch. Training camp play. Training camp play all the, all the way back. He had that moment to work on it with Velas, and finally got a chance to actually try and do it in a game, and it, and it worked. Um, that is about it for offensive highlights. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple. Texter asks a very important question that we haven't answered yet on okay. today's show. Was that a moral victory or not? We will make sure that we help define that as we have all season long, and we'll make an official ruling on that. Also, um, this, all this talk of tanking, and Matt Eberflus tells you it's not going to happen. There's a very famous reminder that uh, I want to discuss as to why it just doesn't work in the NFL. We'll do those things next to wrap up on Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Been a long four hours. Afternoons on The Score. Welcome back in on Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. But having some fun with Gabe Ramirez, as I always do. And, Same. Uh, right? I know. It's easy. Try to make your life a little bit easier, man. Yeah, you do. You do yeah. an excellent job. And that's why the world um, rewarded you with General Chow's Chicken today. <laughs> Facts. For lunch. Shout out Speaks coming through for the, with the Chinese food. Yeah. What did you order anyway? Just, um, just the shrimp, shrimp dumplings and the and the And the pot sticker. Yeah. yeah. Like the pot sticker and the shrimp dumpling. Um, yeah, and then I just I had some of Ruben's uh I feel like noodles. I ate more than you, both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You pounded your entire yeah, order. Like, that was impressive. I, was like, I saw my order. I, like, I, well, I, wanted, I wanted to be cautious and not like get too much. Yeah. I've been known to order too much okay. of the Chinese food. Like, I'll have, just have a little of this. Have you ever that. done a Chinese on a Christmas kind of a thing? Oh, I, I used, to, used to do. That was always the thing. That was the Jewish Christmas was Chinese food in movies. That's but awesome. now, now I, I'm a I'm a hardcore Christmas celebrator via marriage. You said that has with some hesitation, right? No, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Okay, I like I I fought on the tree. Oh my god, she gives me so much crap, and deservedly so. First year that we lived together, I was like, I will not have a tree in this house. Will not have a tree. And she's like, but I love a tree. And she had this tiny little tree Done. on the dresser. <laughs> and, and now now it's a wonderful tradition. Yeah. We go and we pick out the tree together, bring it home. It gets bigger seemingly every year. And it is uh, it brings her so much joy. Is that your favorite part about Christmas, Speaks? I, it, it, she, it, no, my, no, 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 no. My favorite part. Be selfish here. No, my, my favorite part is legit like watching her enjoy it. Like helping her enjoy it. It's just, it's meaningful. And by her, you her. mean your son, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, mean, I love my, watching Ruben enjoy Christmas. Yeah. That's what you've done. He, he does enjoy it, though. He doesn't know, but the, the wife, helping her enjoy it. She just, <laughs> she's just, she's just all about it. But this year, you know, a little, little Hanukkah mix in, yeah. which was, uh, like which was it. very nice. 
Surprised um, you didn't write a song about it. Speak. Well, you know, uh, eventually, eventually they'll all be written. But why should? I, why do I need to write a song when all the because oh, the song's the already out there? People love. People love it from you. Ah. Listen, the Bears play. Everyone's talking about the Bears, but people want to hear it from you on the Horizon Therapeutics Bears Monday. It's yeah. different. Yeah, we had, we haven't done a song in a while. It's bad, it's, it's, it's bad news. Um, don't don't uh, don't tell my teammates I'm even talking about it. Okay, just <laughs> keep it down. Mate, in fact, thanks for bringing it up. Okay, okay. good. Yeah, no, no problem. My bad. You. All right, so we've been we've been uh, <laughs> ruling on moral victories all year long because we knew the season was going to be about moral victories. Yes, right, because you knew it wasn't going to be about regular victories. The season as a whole is has felt really good for the most part because you think he got a quarterback and he's been fun to watch and stuff like that. But it on a week-to-week basis, here's, here's the standards for moral victory, Gabe. Two of these three things need to be a yes to equal a moral victory. A, Justin Fields is good. Was he good on Saturday? Average. Yeah. Matt Eberflus and the coaches seem competent. For the most part. For the most part. Ryan Poles' talent acquisitions play well. Braxton. The non-drafted versions, yes. That's outside of Braxton Jones. So are two of those three enough of a yes to give you a moral victory? Did it feel like a moral victory as you watched and experienced and lived that? And here we are talking about it on, as you say, a Horizon Therapeutics Bears Monday. First of all, that's a great question. Something we should have probably spent a little bit more time on earlier. But yeah, I would, that, that's something I'll point the thumb on that because usually we do it. One of the first things we do. Moral is it a moral victory? Is it a moral victory? So far yeah. this year, the Bears are seven and seven In morally. morally. <laughs> having the greatest thing ever. Having having ruled. Every week on a moral victory, they are having, and doesn't it feel like a seven and seven season? It does in terms of moral victories. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not too high, I'm not too low. Yeah. I'm like right in the middle. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, this you're going into the week at, at three and 11, uh, you know, but, but really seven and seven morally. Where's the chicken at? Where's the moral chicken? Moral chicken on a Monday. Nuggets. <laughs> Nuggets. Yeah. Um, I would say, I will say this though, after watching that game and having, having you know, rewatched it and, and seeing where my brain is at. It, it genuinely felt just like a regular loss yesterday, or excuse me, Saturday, because you saw how far away you were from the Buffalo Bills. Whereas, you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles, you said, you know, if you're just, you know, casually looking at points, you know, uh-huh. not taking it and allowing for the Justin Fields last fourth quarter touchdown. Okay, five points worse than the Eagles. Eh, yeah, I'm there. Victory. Yeah. But well, that was for sure a, a more. For victory. sure. This one. 35-13, you you especially because of the way it fell apart in the second half, where you yeah. you, you, you that's you, why I have I'm having trouble saying yes on moral. I'm victory. saying no, absolutely. I'm saying no. And even though two of the three kind of sort of exist in that space, Justin Fields wasn't good enough to whitewash everything and make right. you feel good. You didn't see a, a 50 yard scramble for a tutty. You know, you didn't see that second half. You didn't you didn't see consistent effort on the defensive end. I mean, some of those runs were just brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Where you saw like guys like DeAndre Houston Carson, and no shade at those guys. They're doing their best in the situation. But they they looked defeated in the second half. So so it wasn't like, you know, mm. full-on 100% effort. I'm sure they were giving their effort. Yeah, 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 we could say that. Yeah. But it didn't look that way. So, again, I'm going to say no. I'm going to yeah. say no. That one felt like a loss. Yeah, I'm going to have to say no as well. The way it fell apart and got so ugly and there was some sloppiness in that second half – and it's not as if Fields in the offense did a whole lot. And I know he doesn't have people, but I do expect to see him be special on a few plays a game. Yeah. 
uh, even when the talent around him does not allow it. So some nuance maybe, but here we are. After 15 games, the Bears are 7-8 and eight morally. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me. I'm having a seven and eight moral season. So much. Hey, because I, that feels more representative of what we yes, live through. Yes, yes. I That's don't feel like it, a three. I'm three I don't, as a fan. I don't feel like I'm three. And, no, you don't feel like a three no, and twelve. We talked no, about it in no, transition no. four hours ago. Yeah, with, with Grody and Espo. It's like it, 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 this eight game <laughs> losing streak. They've actually probably been five and three morally in this eight game losing streak. You know, you know how we've been doing the hypotheticals and kind of like uh, make up, make believe situations. Yeah, I, I would love if Grody were to walk in to like a press conference. So, coach, you're seven and eight on the season morally. <laughs> how are you feeling today? Don't you think he feels like it's been more seven and eight than three and twelve? As a coach, uh, I know you he's not feeling those <laughs> no, losses no, no. the way that he would if they were really, really trying hard to win with a roster that could win. Hey, hey, Coach Mark Grody here. I know you mentioned eight in a row losses, but I got you pegged for five, five and three in those last <laughs> games morally, morally. <laughs> your thoughts, your thoughts on your being thoughts, five and three thoughts. morally over the last eight games. Anything you want to share with the team when they were there? You know? <laughs> that was great. But, but I, I love that, and I, because you got to find a positive spin somehow on this season, and to look at moral victories, we're all there. You're not saying anything that 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 all fans aren't speaking of. Yeah, you're talking right. about moral victories and feeling better about your team than you did in the last couple. And of years. And here's the thing that has been discussed along the way: a victory itself, a win doesn't necessarily mean it was going to be a moral victory. We've all had those where you win a game and you're like, oh, but we were bad. This was a problem. Coach is stupid. They were lucky to get out of there with that one. Hey, a win is a win. Yeah, Yeah, but morally, maybe it's not a a win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It should be in parentheses next to your actual record. Right? (laughs) (laughs) There should be a moral standing there. there. Um, All right, so I was reminded of this and wanted to close with this just as a reminder for the way that, that players think. And... When a couple years ago, Doug Peterson openly tanked by putting in Nate Sudfeld at quarterback over Jalen Hurts in the final game of the year. And not only did it affect the Washington football team, as they were called then, because um, the division was still up for grabs, but it improved the Eagles draft slot by three positions because it helped ensure a loss in that week. But Doug Peterson absolutely lost the Eagles locker room and eventually his job after that week. Yeah. And the ask of coaches and players to tank and just kind of buy into it is a difficult thing to ask. And this from the week of that move that Doug Peterson had made, maybe even a week before, is Jason Kelsey, who had talked openly about what would happen in the Eagles' locker room if they were ever to accept that they had to tank. At all times in the NFL, the focus should be winning the football game. Uh, Nothing else takes precedence. No player evaluation. No uh, amount of curiosity from anybody within the organization. Uh, Everything is focused, in in my opinion, in this league, upon winning games. You see a lot of losing teams sustain losses for a number of years when they have bad cultures. They have cultures where you don't try and win every week, where you're trying to think, what are we going to do in the draft? What are we going to do in the free agency? What can we do over here? In football, this isn't basketball. One draft pick isn't going to make us a Super Bowl champion. It might, 
be a big start to a Super Bowl championship, but it's always going to be about the team. That's the greatest thing about this sport. And in culture, the way guys fight and the way guys go to prepare and the guy, way guys go about their business is a huge reason for success in this league and in this sport. So nothing takes precedence over trying to win a football game. I don't care who you're trying to evaluate. I don't care if you've lost every game, your own 15, and it's the last one you got. Everything is about winning in this league. And I know that that, and I know that that, that won't appease a lot of people out there that always want to talk about getting better draft positions or hmm. getting uh, looks at certain guys to see what you got for the future. But, again, the moment a team feels like you as an organization aren't doing your job to, for me to go out there and win, all of a sudden you've put – You've shown who you are. You don't care about me or this team. You care about the future. You care about this. That's not what the focus is here. That's not what the focus is on any winning organization's team. Oh, and that's the center and the leader, Jason Kelsey, of that Eagles team, telling you how it actually is in the room. And that's why Matt Eberflus has to dance the dance that he has danced for most of the season and did so again today, saying that Justin Fields will play and there's an opportunity to get better and talking about the possibility of winning the games. Yeah, tough situation to be in. I mean, because you feel him and you, you, as he's talking, you can hear the emotion and you side with him in that space. But, I mean, you know, ultimately, what else can you do? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of the way it is, you know? Thank you to Adam Studzinski, doing a great job producing in the absence of Shane and Tanny. Thank you to our associate producer, Ruben Spiegel. Hey. Over there on the other side of the glass. Thank you to you, Gabe Ramirez. What a pleasure to work with you, man, as always. Thank you. Thank you. And I heard that there's a, an extremely handsome and intelligent guy coming up after this show that we did together. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that you? Gabe, some guy named Gabe Ramirez is going to be on the air from 6 to 6.45 by himself. Handsome. Extremely handsome. You extremely are, intelligent. You are unbelievable. I wish he was my co-host. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should have told me that. You, should have, you could have started an hour late. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one more hour to go. Gabe Ramirez has you uh, covered from <laughs> 6 to 6.45. And then it's Bulls basketball. Bulls and the Houston Rockets uh, tonight. I'll be back here tomorrow with Adam Hogue. Speaks and Adam Hogue working tomorrow on Parkins and Spiegel. Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you to our guests on the show. Bill Wennington. Jalen Johnson and Chris Emma. Have a great night. See you later. See you tomorrow on The Score. That's not what he wanted to cook. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 